Hey, good morning, everyone. I want to welcome you once again to Toronto City Church and to our online worship experience. Whether you're tuning in from the GTA, from somewhere else in our nation of Canada, or from somewhere around the world, we are so glad that you've chosen to join us. It's an honor to have you. And I'm so excited today about the new series that we're starting entitled Trust Fund. This series and this month, we are going to be talking all about trusting God. We're going to talk about the importance of trusting God, how we can grow in trusting God. And I believe that God is going to do a work this month in every single one of us and take us into a deeper place of trust. Now, I don't need to remind you about the challenging times that we're currently living in right now. There's been the COVID-19 crisis for the past year. There's been a lot of social upheaval and change on different levels. There's been challenges in family, challenges in schools, challenges in work and, 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 and in business. Uh, I mean, here in the GTA, housing prices are shooting through the roof. There are so many questions about what's coming. There's so much uncertainty. And all of this has really contributed to create an atmosphere of fear and of worry. And I don't even say that to be critical. It just is what it is. When you face times like this, the very natural human response is to be afraid. The natural human response is to worry because we are unsure of what to put our trust in. The things that we felt like we could hold on to, the things we felt like could give us stability or we could place trust in are being shaken. And so there's a question in so many people's minds, and I'm sure many people even watching this, of what am I putting my trust in? But in the middle of this, as Christians, we are called to trust God. And not only are we called to trust God, but we are empowered to trust God. And so this month, I want you to join me on this journey. I'll be sharing, Pastor Sharon will also be sharing, but I believe that God is going to take, take us deeper. He's going to build an even greater level of strength and stability in our hearts where we are trusting in Him. Come on, somebody where you are right now, say, trust fund. Trust fund. We are going to be trusting in Him and depending on Him. Let's look at Proverbs 3, verse 5. And Proverbs 3, verse 5 says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. Let me read that again. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Now, obviously, in Christian circles, it is popular and, dare I say, spiritually correct for us to say, I trust God. If you're all here with me this morning and we're back together, which I'm looking forward to when that day comes, and I was to say, how many of us trust God? The vast majority of us would raise our hands. Most of us because we do feel like we trust God. Some of us because we don't really, but we don't want to look like we don't. And then there may be a few people who go, well, I'm not really sure. Do I trust God? Should I lay my, raise my hand? And then I know in, in every service, there's always some people who don't raise their hands no matter what you say. It doesn't matter what it is. You're just like, I'm not raising up my hand. So there's all these different people that would say that, but there's a big difference, guys, between saying we trust God and actually trusting God. I think even there's times and places where we feel like we trust God, but the, you know, the, the, the evidence when we walk things out shows us that we don't. So sometimes we are not even aware of our lack of trust in Him. But what we want to do this month is we want to move further down the road. We want to move further down the line 
from just saying we trust God, which most of us would say. We say it, we sing it, we pray it, we declare it. But we want to move from that to actually being in a place of trust and confidence in Him. Come on, somebody say, I trust in the Lord with all my heart. Right? And so here's some questions I want you just to consider as we get moving today. Number one, is my trust in the Lord right now? Right? I want you to really think about that. Don't give me the church answer that you're supposed to say. But is my trust in the Lord right now? The second question I want you to ask yourself is, am I trusting God in every area of my life or only a few? Right? Because that's possible. It's possible to have a real trust in God in one area of your life, but then to not have it in other areas of your life. And the final question, just as we set the stage here, is I want you to ask, what does trusting God look like? What does it look like for you? Right? Because if we don't know what trusting God looks like, how do we know if we're truly trusting God? And if we have a false idea of what trusting God looks like, we have a, a religious idea of what trusting God looks like, then maybe we think we're trusting God and we're actually not. So let's start with the definition of the word trust. The dictionary says this, trust is a reliance on the integrity, the strength, the ability, or the surety of a person or a thing. It is to have confidence it also is a confident expectation of something or a hope. Trust is a person on whom or a thing on which one relies. And trust is also to be given charge, custody, or care of something. You are uh, entrusted with something. So again, let's, let's break this down in the context of talking about trusting God. The first point, are we reliant on the integrity the strength, the ability, and the surety of God right now. Even in the season we're in right now, with all of the uncertainty, with all that's going on, are we relying on His integrity, His strength, His ability, His surety? Where is your confidence at right now? And who is your confidence in right now? Furthermore, how hopeful are we right now? Do we have a confident expectation of God's provision, God's protection, and God's vision for our future? Again, right, this is helping us see, are we really walking in trust? Who or what are we relying on right now? Now again, I know the answer is to say, well, God, I'm relying on God, depend on God. But are we really? This is what we want to dive deeper in. And this is what we really want to ask God. God, show me. Right? We're not trying to just to look good here. I don't want to look good. I want to be good. I want to be in the right place with Him. And I want to be in this place of trust. So am I really relying on Him right now? Or am I relying on myself? Am I relying on the government? Am I relying on you know, my, uh, you know, my family around me? Who am I truly relying on? And then am I filled? You know, It says it's to charge custody or care. Am I filled with cares? Or am I resting in his care? Right? Again, catch that. Are you filled with cares? Or are you resting in his care? Because the scriptures say, cast all your cares on him for he cares for you. See, trust is when I'm resting in his care for me. When I'm resting in the fact that he is watching over me. Guys, here's really the litmus paper test of whether we're walking in trust or not. If you want to go with me to John 14 verse 1. And John 14 verse 1 says this, Don't let your heart be troubled. Trust in God. 
trust also in me. All right, let me read that to you again. Don't let your heart be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. Guys, here's how it works. The degree to which our heart is troubled is the degree to which we are not trusting in God. Let me say that again. I know I'm repeating some things, but I really want you to catch it this morning because it's so important and so key. The degree to which our heart is troubled is the degree to which we are not trusting in God. And if I can flip that, the degree to which we're trusting in God is the degree to how little our heart is going to be troubled by things. Is your heart troubled in this season? Because that's a way, again, beyond saying, oh yes, I trust God, I'm a Christian, I trust God, saying the right words, uh, singing the right songs, you know, uh, making the right declarations. And I, I'm not necessarily against those things because there is power in our words, but we want to move past just saying the right things to literally being in that place of trust. And so where's your heart at? Is your heart in a place of trust or is your heart troubled? Right? I love the Passion Translation this verse. The Passion Translation says this, don't worry or surrender to your fear for you've believed in God and now trust and believe in me also. I love this. So watch this. Number one, if I'm trusting, I'm not worrying. I cannot trust and worry at the same time. And again, guys, when I'm on this journey of trust, this really helps me because a lot of times I'll say I'm trusting God, but when I look at it, I go, man, I'm worrying a lot, right? When I'm in place of trust, I'm not worrying. And I know there's a battle for worry. I'm not talking about there's never going to be an opportunity to worry. But, but again, I have a choice on what I'm going to dwell in. Will I dwell in a place of worry or will I dwell in a place of trust? I love this too because it said don't worry or surrender to your fear. You know, we've talked about this in different ways in different contexts. It's not sinful or wrong to feel fear coming in. That's a very natural response to situations. There's fear that is coming, but we have a choice as to whether we will surrender to that fear. Will we bow our knee to that fear? Courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is what you do when fear is staring you right in the face. And so in trusting God is not the absence of the opportunity to worry. Trusting God is not the absence of the opportunity to fear. But trusting God is a choice you make in the face of the opportunity to worry or the opportunity to fear. In other words, you say, I'm not going to surrender to worry. I'm not going to surrender to fear. But I choose to trust God. And I just want to encourage everyone watching this message today, wherever you are, whatever situation you're in, in the name of Jesus, do not surrender to worry in this time. Do not surrender to fear in this time because God, your father loves you and he's with you and you can place your trust in him. And so there might be feelings of worry. There might be feelings of fear, but don't surrender to it in Jesus name. Make a choice and make a decision and say, I'm going to trust in him because I love this third part of the verse it says for you believe in God now trust and believe in me also isn't it interesting here the connection between trusting and believing they're actually both part of the same kind of spiritual stance I guess you could say there's there's some differences between trusting and believing but they're they're related to each other and they're connected to each other and I cannot believe if I'm not in a place of trust and I cannot trust if I'm not in a place of belief and so don't surrender to worry to worry in this time don't surrender to fear in this time but choose to trust him come on somebody where you are right now say I trust in the Lord 
Come on, somebody where you are right now, say, I trust in the Lord with all my heart. You know, I love the message paraphrase of this verse, John 14, verse 1. It simply says this, don't let this rattle you. You trust God, don't you? Trust me. Don't let this rattle you. Don't let what's going on in the world around us rattle you. Don't let the challenges and the situations that are arising rattle you. Don't allow the uncertainty about your future to rattle you. Don't allow these things to rattle you, but make a decision this time. I am trusting God and I am trusting the Lord with all of my heart. So let's talk a little bit more of how do we go on this journey of trust? Right, because it's one thing to say it, how do I actually do it? How do I grow in trust? And so to talk about this, I want to actually go back to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. But we're actually going to read from Proverbs 3, verse 5, right through to 10. So let me read it to you. We'll start again with the verse we began this message with. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. So what does trust look like? I believe that this verse and these group of verses here from Proverbs actually gives us much insight and revelation into what trusting God really looks like and how we can grow in trust, right? Because maybe you're listening to me today and you're realizing, man, I'm really struggling to trust God. I'm not a place to trust God. How do I go from there, right? Because there's no condemnation. We're not here to put anybody down. This is not a who's the best Christian competition. We're all on a journey with God. We're all growing. So how do I go from a place where I'm really struggling to trust God, right? How do I begin to move forward in this? How do I do it? And so I want to leave several things. Number one, it says, if we're going to trust the Lord with all our heart, we do not lean on your own understanding. Right? So the first thing when I'm going to be trusting God is I have to ask myself a question, what am I leaning on? Now this passage gives a picture of something that you're holding on to or something that's supporting you. I don't know if you've ever been really tired, really worn out, or, or maybe you had some type of injury or something's going on physically and you had to lean on a crutch or lean on a cane. I remember when I tore my Achilles tendon playing basketball. And uh, I was at a conference and a friend said, hey, come play some pickup ball with us. And I, I thought, yeah, that sounds like a good idea, right? Come play pickup basketball with us, they said. It'll be fun, they said. You're going to have a great time, they said. Well, I tore my Achilles tendon. So I was out of commission for several months. And I eventually, obviously got the cast. I got some crutches. I had to lean on those crutches. I could not just depend on my own strength anymore. I had to lean on those crutches. See, in the same way when we're trusting God, we're learning not to lean on our own understanding, but instead we're leaning on Him. We're leaning on his word. We're leaning on his promises. In other words, sometimes if it's telling us not to lean on our understanding, it means that in the natural, in our own understanding, it seems like things are one way, but we've got to choose in that time to say, God, I'm going to lean on what you've said. I'm going to lean on what you've promised. I'm going to lean on what you've said to me instead of what seems to be happening in the natural right now. I choose not to lean on my own understanding. Furthermore, so I'm going to lean, do not lean on our understanding if we're going to trust. Number two, in all our ways, acknowledge him. See, one of the reasons we often don't trust God is we're not even thinking about God in that area of our life. 
we just automatically jump to our ability or the way things have always worked or what needs to be done. We don't even, we're not even aware of God. Remember I said earlier in the message that you can trust God in one area of your life, but then not trust him in another area? Like it's very easy for us to compartmentalize and we can get really good at trusting God regarding I don't know, maybe we trust God regarding our relationship or our, 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 we get good at trusting God regarding our finances. But then regarding our kids, it's just we have so much worry. We have such a hard time trusting God. Or we can trust God regarding our future, but we have a hard time trusting Him to take care of us, you know, in, in, to take care of our family's future. You know, there's so many different ways that we can do that. And so what, what the problem is so often we're not acknowledging Him in those areas. Have you ever said or ever heard someone say, well, we've tried everything else, we might as well pray? Right? That's backwards. If we're trying everything else and then thinking, well, our last resort is to pray, we are not doing things the way we need to be doing. You shouldn't be praying last. You should be praying first. But see, when you pray, what are you doing? You're acknowledging Him. In other words, you're looking to Him. You're welcoming Him into your situation. And so the more I look to Him, the more I acknowledge Him in my situation, the more I'm going to grow in trust. The more I create an environment to grow in trust. But we've got to choose to acknowledge Him. So number one, if we're going to grow in trust, we do not lean on understanding. Number two, we, in all our ways, we acknowledge him. Number three, it says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Right? There is such a tendency, guys, and it's sneaky. Trust me, it gets in there. It can feel very spiritual. We may not ever realize it, but we trust ourselves. We trust what we think. We trust what we see. We trust what we can do rather than trusting him. In other words, we are wise in our own eyes. We think we've got it. We think we can handle it. We think we can take care of things and we're wise in our eyes. When you're wise in your own eyes, you're not trusting in God. But see, when you start coming to a place, you just start saying, Lord, I don't want to be wise in my own eyes. God, I'm looking to you. God, I'm looking for your wisdom. I'm looking to what you said. And even if I don't understand it, even if it doesn't make sense to me, if I know you've said it, I'm not going to be wise in my own eyes, but I'm depending on you and I'm going with you on this. So that's number three, being wise, be not wise in our eyes. Number four, fear the Lord and turn from evil. See, when the Bible talks about the fear of God, it's not talking about you know, being afraid of God. What it's talking about is it's talking about having an awe and a reverence and a respect. It's, it's talking about having an awareness of how truly great and magnificent and holy and awesome our God is. And when you get that, there is a holy sobriety in your heart. Yes, He loves you. And yes, He's your Father. And yes, He welcomes you to the throne room of grace. And I'm not taking away from any of those truths in one bit, but you understand who it is who loves you. You understand who it is who's your Father has adopted you. That He is the King of the universe. That He holds everything together by His power. And there's a holy reverence that's in your heart. When you live in that place of the fear of the Lord, you trust God. Why? Because you've got an awareness and a growing revelation of who He is. You've pursued the knowledge of Him. And when you understand how big and how awesome and how mighty He is, you know, it's like that old song they used to say, the kid's song, my God is so big, so strong, so mighty, there's nothing my God cannot do. See, when you really get that, right, you trust, right? You trust you're like, my God is so big, he's so strong, he's so mighty, there's nothing he cannot do. And that revelation is in your heart. It's the most natural thing to trust him, but that trust is flowing out of a place of the fear of the Lord. But if you've made God small in your own eyes, if you've fashioned an idol of, of limiting him into your own understanding, then, 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 then it's hard to trust because you're no longer going to him on the basis of who he is, but you're going to him on the basis of who you've made him to be. Right, And so in this place of trust, it's the fear of the Lord and it's turning from evil. 
And that's interesting because I want to kind of land on this point. It, it's it. So we see we got, okay, so we're going to go in trust, which this is what's happened this month. In Jesus' name, we're going deeper in trust. And so we're, we're going to keep learning and growing and not lean on understanding. We're going to acknowledge him in all of our ways, right? We're going to not be wise in our own eyes. We're going to fear the Lord. We're going to turn from evil. These things all cultivate an atmosphere of trust. But it's interesting because then it jumps to verse 9. And verse 9 and 10 are verses that we'll tend to pull out of this context, which isn't the end of the world, because I'm fine with that. They give some very powerful truths in themselves. But the context right now is we're trust, talking about trusting God. We're talking about living out a life of trust. And it moves to say, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. So here's my final thought for us today, guys. It's interesting that one of the main expressions of trusting God is how we honor Him with our wealth and how we honor Him with the first fruits of everything we produced. There is a major connection between trusting God and how we handle our finances. Now, I felt like I really wanted to make sure, you know, as I was praying, I was preparing this message. I felt like I really want to make sure we landed here and connected in to talk about trusting God with our finances. You know, because even in this message, Trust Fund, we're talking about trusting God in every area of our life. And I do believe that God wants to speak to us about that, 100%. But I also felt like in this time that there was a particular pressure that many of us would be feeling regarding our finances. That there's many people are listening and you're facing some real battles, some real challenges, or this is a major area the enemy is attacking you with fear or he's attacking you with worry. And so I want to talk about just this connect point uh, just for a few moments today and during this series on this, trusting God with our finances. Now this really matters because first and foremost, trusting God in our finances. Finances is a major area of our lives where we need to learn to trust God, right? I don't know about you. I know definitely for me, if I was to list like a top three or four areas of my life that I had to continually just stay and grow in trusting God, finances would definitely be one of them. And I think that's the case for many of us. Our finances are a place where we have to learn to trust God. Furthermore though, there's an interesting other side to it where how we handle our finances is a key indicator of whether we trust God or not. You know, as you know how we were talking about how we can say we trust God, but do we actually trust God? And so if you do a study of the teaching of Jesus, you look at the scriptures, how I handle my money is actually a key indicator of how I'm trusting God. And it's one of the ways I can grow in my trust. Right? And so it's an area that I need to learn to trust, but also choosing to do things God's way in my finances is for me, is an area for me to grow and trust God. And family, I just, I want to encourage you. I know it's been a challenging year. I know I've spoken with many of you in pastoral conversations, and I know the challenges that some of you are facing, but I know there's many of you that are probably facing challenges that I'm not even aware of regarding your finances and the economics of your life. I know there's also people tuning in who maybe are from a distance or we've just never had any interactions, but you've got financial challenges. We're living in a world right now where there's a lot of financial shakings, and my heart is to encourage you, particularly in this area today, trust God. Trust him regarding your finances, right? We see in this passage from Proverbs, we see that there's this connection between trusting God with all our heart, leaning on our understanding, and then honoring him with our first fruits. And I want to encourage you today. God sees you. 
God knows you. And even though you and I did not see this coming, He saw it coming. And He has already made a way for you. He is the God who supplies all your needs according to riches and glory. He is El Shaddai, which means the God who is more than enough. Even though this may have come out of left field for you, it did not come out of left field for God. And his word to us today, and I feel a prophetic edge on this, is he says, trust me with your finances. He says, trust me with your work. He says, trust me with the economics of your life because I am making a way for you and I'm providing for you. Some of you are facing situations right now where you don't know what you're going to do or you don't know how things are going to work out. And the word of the Lord to you today is trust me. Trust in him with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding acknowledge him he is going to make your path straight guys there's just an encouragement from the lord today trust in him and trust in him regarding your finances now what does this look like well i'll tell you one of the best ways for us it, it's it comes first and foremost trust comes from relationship and, and trust comes from experience let me explain what i mean the more i know someone the more i can trust them I have a explicit trust, like just a, a foundational trust in Pastor Sharon. Why? Because I know her. She's my wife. We've been married for uh, just over 16 years now. We just recently celebrated our 16th anniversary. We, we've, we've been friends even before that. So because I know her, I can trust her. But secondly, because of experience, because she's proven herself to be trustworthy over and over and over again, it, it builds that. And so in the same way, if we're going to trust God in our finances, and you know, I'm going to talk about this a little bit more in my future message where I talk about, like, I'm going to share with you actually the practical step-by-steps of how we grow in trusting God in our finances. But here's where I want to start today. It's relationship, right? Grow deeper in relationship because you trust Him in finances. Number two, it's experience, Right? recall share the testimonies of what god has done for you up to point in this life go back to those testimonies go back to the way he's come through for you so often god's done so much for us and we either forget it or we don't even see it we don't even recognize it the moment. we've got to get good at identifying the hand of the lord and the things he's done trust him regarding your finances you go in relationship but here's the other thing is in experience but then also it's stepping out in faith in this time Right? This even refers to our giving, to our tithes and our offerings. Right? You know, I, I'm sure most of you are familiar, but just in case some aren't, the Bible teaches us about tithing, where we bring our first 10% of all that we make to the Lord. And we bring it, and, we, and so Pastor Sharon, we're tithers. Our first 10%, I mean, I don't even, not after I pay the government, first and foremost, when I get increased, I bring the first 10% to the Lord. But then also in giving and offerings, we go above and beyond our 10% to bless our church, to bless other ministries. We have regular ministries we partner with, and then we just try and bless people. We try and give to people who are around us. And, and we try and invest in other people. And so, so we do these things. We tithe and we give. But see, here's what it is. This is so key for continuing to lean in and trust God. Right? Again, remember, we said it's one thing to say you trust God. It's another thing to actually do it. And so a lot of times we say we trust God in our finances, but here's where we actually live it out. Being faithful in our tithes, being faithful in our offerings. And let me just say this. Let, let's really quickly, let's go back through this passage about tithes and offerings, but also trust. Right? So it said, trust the Lord with all your hearts. Now, how does this look with our finances? Well, number one, don't lean on your own understanding. Natural understanding says, hey, times are crazy. Things are tight. Hold back your tithes. Hold back your offering. You got to look after you. You got to take care of you. See, that's your own understanding. 
But see, if we're going to trust God, we've got to say, okay, I'm not going to lean on my own understanding. I'm still going to lean on what God said. And God said, God didn't say tithe just when it's easy or tithe when there's no COVID-19. No, he said, bring all your tithes in the storehouse no matter what. See, you've got to choose to lean on his word and not your own understanding. Sometimes my natural mind struggles with something, but I know God said it, so I choose to lean on him. That's trust. Furthermore, it said, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Every time we bring our tithes and our offerings, that is acknowledging him. Right? There's the acknowledgement. We bring it to Jesus, our high priest. That's what the Bible says, because they would bring the tithes to the priest, and he would bless them, and then he'd bless everything that was left over. Right? When you bring the ten, when you bring the tenth, and it's blessed, there's also a blessing that comes on the other ninety. And so we bring our tithes to Jesus, high priest. This is a way to acknowledge him. Right? It's every time I tithe, every time I bring offerings, I'm, Jesus, I'm acknowledging you. Jesus, I'm trusting in you. Jesus, I'm depending on you. I'm declaring once again, God, you're my source. You know, it says, do not be wise in your own ways, right? This is, again, the wisdom of the world versus the wisdom of God. The wisdom of the world. So what are you tithing for? You know, put it, at least put it into our RSP. They, you, you get the, if you want a tax receipt, put it into RSP, get the tax receipt. But, and I, I understand that if that's just what you're trying to do. But there's a spiritual principle of what I'm doing here, right? So I'm, I'm not going to be wise in my own eyes. I'm not going to think I know best. I'm going to go with what God says, right? Fearing the Lord. Right? Remember we talked about this awe, this reverence, this respect for God. I, I affirm that. I declare that when I bring my tithes and offerings. And then really it just comes down, guys, to this concept of honor. It's honoring Him. And so I want to encourage you in this season. God has you. God has your finances. God's got you. Just trust Him. Not only with your words. Declare your words. But also with your actions. Keep being faithful. Keep being faithful to Him. Yo, family, just big picture, what I love here. It says it comes finally, it finishes with the promise. And what's the promise? When we trust him, when we honor him with our finances, it says our barns will be filled with plenty and our vats will be bursting with wine. Now, obviously, they were in an agrarian culture. And in an agrarian culture, that was what uh, prosperity, that was what overflow looked like. It's not going to look like that for you. But it is going to look like you having more than enough to do everything God's called you to do. That is his promise. Trust his promise today. Trust in him. I just feel like there's a prophetic element on what I'm saying right now that for many of you where you've been bound by fear, there's been worry that's just been a constant companion for you over your finances, over how you're going to buy a home, over what's going to happen, over what it's going to be like for our children in the future. In the name of Jesus, I just declare over your life, I declare over our church family that we are trusting in the Lord with all our heart. We are not leaning on our own understanding. In all our ways, we are acknowledging Him and He is directing our paths. We are fearing the Lord. We are turning from evil. We are honoring Him with our wealth. We are honoring Him with the first fruits. In the name of Jesus. Family, it's time in Jesus' name, whether it's our finances or in the bigger picture of trusting God to lock in in this season and we are trusting him this is not something we're going to do in our own strength but it is a work of the holy spirit in our hearts it's not by might nor by power but by my spirit says the lord you are not going to just try harder to trust yield more to the spirit let him do a work in you because we are rising to a new place of trust in this season in jesus name come on somebody say it with me i'm going to trust in the lord come on with all my heart Come on, we're going to trust in him. And even in this area of finances, guys, I want to encourage you. Make a decision today. Couples, pray together. Families, pray together. Say, God, we're trusting you. We're going to trust you. We're going to declare it with our words. But we're also going to demonstrate with our actions. Let's keep 
being faithful and watch how God comes through for you. Watch what he does. Let me just say this in close. A lot of people, there's a certain element of trust that's with uh, experience. How can God teach us to trust him if we never step out and give him a chance to show us that he'll come through? Right, if we're always depending on ourselves, if we're always doing what seems wise in our own eyes instead of stepping on him, right, you're never going to have a testimony if you never step out where God has to come through for you. And I want to encourage you, let this be a season of testimonies. Let this be a season of miraculous provision for you because instead of just doing what seems like in your own understanding or what around you makes sense, trust in Him and watch what He's going to do. Amen? Come on, it's going to be a great month. This is going to be a great series. All of us are going to go to a new place of trust in the Lord. God bless. Hey everyone, before we go today, I want to talk with you about one last important thing that's very connected to trusting God and acknowledging Him. And this has to do with giving our lives to Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. There might be someone watching today and you're hearing me trust, talk about trusting God. You're hearing me talking about what God wants to do in our lives and, and you realize you, you don't have a relationship with God. You've never connected with Him. You've never had a moment where you've turned your back on sin and given your life to Jesus. And I want to invite you to do that today. Maybe you're backslidden. You used to follow God, but you fell away. But today's your day to come back to Him. Here's how it works. God loves us with an everlasting love, but we've been separated from that love because of sin. Because of sin, we deserve judgment. We deserve eternal punishment. I'm not just talking about you. I'm talking about me. I'm talking about all of us. That is what we deserve. That's the bad news. But here's the good news. Jesus came, he died, and he rose again. And he said, if you'll put your trust and your faith in me, you'll turn your back on sin and commit your life to me. I will forgive you. I will set you free. And the punishment you should have gotten, I'll take that on myself and I'll give you eternal life. And this is a free gift that is here for anyone today who wants to receive it. And so if you're listening to me and you know that's you, I'm going to pray a prayer and I want you to pray it with me from your heart. Just say this. Say, Jesus, thank you for your love for me. Thank you that you came for me. Thank you that you died. Thank you that you rose again. Today I turn my back on sin and I commit my life to you. Forgive me. Fill me. Free me. I want to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen.